Today's topic, attraction marketing and automation. Let's delve in. Welcome to episode 16. Get ready to discover yourself, grow and transform your world here at Smile Retools with your host, Joseph Paul Smile. Good morning. I am Joseph Paul Smile, the CEO of Smile Real Marketing Agency and your host for Smile Real Talks. Smile Real Talks is super laser focused at helping you discover yourself, grow your business and transform your world by connecting you to countless entrepreneurs, coaches, business experts and professionals that are well experienced in business, health or relationship matters. Today on Smile Real Talks, we have Michael and Michael, I'm so excited to have you on here today. Actually, because it's such an honor to have you on this podcast today. Thank you. It's a it's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. And um, guys, before we go on with this, um, today's podcast, there's a I'll call it a miraculous coincidence that you know took place because. Today is Michael's birthday, and he's on our podcast today, and <laughs> we're actually going to sing a birthday song for him. So wherever you are, you might want to also join in and sing this birthday song too. So um, I'll just take it. I'll lead the song. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Michael. Happy birthday to you. Now all that you know. Now old are you? Okay. All right. I'm just trying to freestyle the song. But happy birthday. We really wish you long life, prosperity, more blessings, and more achievement. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. You're welcome. So we're going to be jumping into today's podcast where we'll be talking about attraction, marketing, and automation. Attraction, marketing. You know, we have laws of attraction, and um, we're going to actually leverage on proper attract, attraction of your ideal clients, people that are your ideal clients, people that are, you know, co-workers, even if you have an agency. So we're basically going to be talking about how you can activate attraction marketing and automate it. So Michael, you're very welcome. Before I go on, I want you to tell us about yourself and um, your personal journey and how you even got to become a marketer. So. Um, a little bit of backstory about me. Um, so I'm a, I'm a father first and foremost, and a husband to a beautiful awesome. wife. Um, so I am a, a a family man at heart, um, and I haven't always been in this game of mar- uh, digital marketing um, and organic marketing. So as I was growing up, I was led to believe that I needed a proper job. I needed to go out there and earn earn my money through a standard nine to five job um, and have a trade behind my back. So I became an electrician and that's what I did for the most part of my life was was, um, was an electrician. I did some other jobs here and there in, in between being a chef at one point and a variety of other stuff. But I've always been told that this online stuff is not where you make money, which I knew was a load of rubbish. But if you get told something so many times, you start to actually believe it and you put up false beliefs in yourself. So 
Um, I've always dabbled in and out of digital marketing space ever since I was a kid. I because it more of a hobby than anything else. Um, fascinated by the world of of of, of the online world. Um, fascinated by technology in general. So I've always dabbled in and out on a part-time business basis until recently when I've become full-time. Now, I created my first website in 1995. Now, if you work that out, I'm 32 oh. today. So if you work that out, I was seven years old when I created my first website. Super cool. Back when there was no tools, no WordPress, no funnel builders, no web website builders, nothing like that that there is today to make it super easy for everybody and accessible for everybody to, to, to do. Um, it was straight, pure HTML code. Um, granted, I had a lot of help with from my granddad. Uh, my granddad is who, who got me into the technology side of things. Um, but I had a realization at seven years old that computers, technology and the internet were going to be massive but I chose to listen to my parents and not my granddad in the fact that I needed to go out there and get a proper job so it was always a hobby, a leisure thing and it never really went anywhere other than dabbling in and out so that is my first piece of advice is don't dabble if you dabble you're never going to get anywhere Absolutely. When I've gone full time in this, that's when things have started to take off, started to change, started to get a lot better. Um, I always thought by dabbling in and out and doing this part time, I would make my millions somehow and leave that job behind. It never worked out that way. Um, so that's a bit of a bit of a backstory of how my life has been completely different what from what people would automatically assume from knowing me recently um, and how I got into it is it's through necessity more than anything through a desperation through uh, through the fact that I I came to a point in my life and it's not it's only recently that this has happened less than a year ago and I came to a point in my life where um, the 9 to 5 job got tiring it got hard work um, I didn't want to be in it anymore I didn't want to do it anymore um, I had a boss and things were getting sketchy between me and my boss right and I came to a realization that I needed to break free from that and I needed to get away from that. And the final push were when the work started to tail off and the work got less and less and less. And it it it, it was just that little bit of a push that, that we needed to go, right, that's it. I am stepping out on my own. I am going full force in full time online and I'm going to do whatever it takes to work out what needs to be done to make it 
happen to make it um, to make marketing work for me online. So I had a lot of knowledge beforehand through the fact that um, I was doing it part time and in and out of it for a variety of um, times, but it. Although I had the knowledge and the know-how how to do it, it was that final desperation. It was that final kick that I needed to actually um, send me on a path to go all in on it and actually make success from it. It's it's actually a, a transformational journey, I must say, because I heard um, a man still share the same similar story with me about his transformational journey. Uh, he started from when he was a kid, his depression, all stories and all that. I don't want to get into details, but it's actually a touching uh, transformational journey. And everybody has a journey that they want to go through. And definitely <laughs> all entrepreneurs, I must say, have a story to tell. Because having a story to tell is what is going to also motivate other entrepreneurs to even go for it. So I really appreciate you sharing that with us. And thank you. So um, today being your birthday, I'm still going to keep it straight because we're still celebrating through the podcast. <laughs> I want to know what was your, you know, even when you were introducing yourself, you also shared some challenge. Were there any other maybe specific huge challenge you encountered while you were even starting out as a marketer? Um. Yeah, there's, well, with every new challenge, with every new thing you do in life, in in terms of anything that you come across, anything that you set yourself in terms of what you do, you come and you face a new devil each and every time. And it, it's the same with each and every level that you go to as well. Like there's a new beast that you've got to confront. There's a new challenge that you've got to get yourself over at every single level, at every single thing you do in, in your life, regardless of what it is. So, yeah, um, in terms of marketing, um, when I decided to go all out on it, all in on it, and really put myself out there and commit to the process of learning what it takes, then I've found myself... So let's go before that, to be fair. Um, before that, uh, I opened a, a Facebook group a year before I took the decision to go all in. Now that first, that, that year leading up to the decision where I decided to go all in, that Facebook group had 32 members in there. And that's it. And two posts. Right. And that's because I had um, limiting beliefs and I put up walls up thinking that I cannot do this. Who am I to do this? I can't do this. I'm, I'm a nobody. Um, I can't build a group to 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 thousands of people like so many other people can 
because I'm not them. And I, I fed myself excuses after excuses after excuses. So when I did take the commitment to, to go all in and work out what it takes to succeed online, um, then, yeah, I had to fly those uh, false beliefs that I'd put up inside myself. Um, I had to get over them hurdles that uh, everybody has at, at the beginning. Um, and everybody does have them. So for some people, they're a lot less, and it just takes a step to get over it. For some people, it's a lot difficult or it's a lot harder to get over and some people give up before even getting over it um so in terms of me we're putting myself out there uh, and that was the biggest struggle for me like massive it were a massive struggle for me to get over uh, and it wasn't until it wasn't until i actually committed to the process of finding out what works and so happened to be that a free a free five-day Facebook challenge on the subject of Facebook groups uh, in particular that really opened my eyes on the simple steps one can take to, to start putting themselves out there that I started to knock over every belief that I had following from that. It was just one step after another, after another step after another step after another step that allowed me to, to um, that and also the fact that I've had coaching calls um, with other coaches to help me get over some of my my issues uh, my mindset issues that I've had um, instilled from me from from a very young age and just to help me break free and, and put myself out there so mindset was a challenge for me massively great story on there I must say the mindset is super important for whatever we are into yeah. and mindset can lead into the into the aspect of the low self-esteem and people will begin to underestimate the power of what they can do they can they can just forget about their inner power just like inside of um, my smarty talks coaching program right now i'm actually coaching people on a 35-day challenge where they can build their confidence for 35 days and it's actually a long journey, 35 days, but I'm glad a lot of people are benefiting from it. We've done it in the past years and a lot of people benefited. And, you know, you see people with different stories, torching stories, transformational stories. And the joy is that there is a change and there is an improvement. That's what matters. So I really appreciate you sharing that challenge too, because I know that someone listening to this, it's a big encouragement to them to move on. Okay, you see, I will just delve into this other aspect because um, I know some of the audience might be like, oh, I thought this was marketing. Yeah, it's marketing because it's a marketing podcast. If you don't work on your mindset and understand your basics and 
maybe understand that there are challenges, you might actually not even last inside of the marketing world because things change really fast inside of the marketing world. So I must go on to ask this question. Uh, Michael, what's the difference between marketing and advertising? And I think there is this unnoticed difference. I would love you to break you know, the wall of the difference between marketing and advertising. Now, see, I think I kind of disagree with what you just said then. Um, so, so marketing is just, if you're just using the word marketing as, as, as it is, just marketing on its own, then I see that as, as, as the umbrella, the, the, the top thing, like that, that, and then there's other things below it. So marketing as it's, as its term on its own, it advertisement is a, how I see it is advertisement is a sub, is a subsection of marketing in general. Um, because I see the word marketing as it is on it, as it on, as, as, as the collective group of all the other marketing stuff that you, you do. So, um, if you're in terms of, if you're talking in the terms of attraction marketing and advertisement, then I can answer the differences between them or some other kind of marketing to, to the difference to advertisements and I can talk about the difference to them. So I, I just kind of like need you to clarify what you meant by the term of marketing. All right, so clearly saying there isn't a clear standard difference between marketing and advertising directly. But when you come to attraction marketing, there's a difference between attraction marketing and advertising. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so yeah, that, that, that basically that's what I'm saying. So when it comes to marketing in general, um, that's that's what that's what it is in general. Like advertisement comes under the under the under the general term of marketing. So there there isn't a difference there to be said because advertisement is a subgroup to digital marketing and as a whole. Uh, or that's at least how I see it. Um, but in terms of attraction marketing and advertisements, there's certainly a difference. Advertisements is when you are actually actively paying to be put in front of people's audiences um, and you are renting viewing space. That is what advertisements are. Uh, attraction marketing is completely the opposite in terms of the, the way that you still have to put yourself out there and interrupt people's day, but you're attracting people towards your world through your own methods instead of renting and and pain to be in front of people's screens. So that that's the difference um, between attraction marketing and uh, advertisements. 
Um, and that's the only real difference between them. Like, if you go into the copy, you go into the the the, the images, the videos, and everything else like that. That can be all pretty much similar and the same to a certain extent. Um, and if, in fact, it's a lot better to have your advertisements look more like your attraction marketing in marketing than it is to have them as fully fledged promotional advertisements. Um, just no. because people tune out promotion. Okay, you know, considering that point, um, we came across this um, sort of training or you know, sort of, yeah, training or teaching that marketing is very much different directly from advertising. And considering that we have attraction marketing and we have um, advertising, there was, it was said that there is a big difference, which I'm learning more about today that marketing cannot be directly different from advertising since advertising is under the umbrella of marketing, as you said, it, right? And now the main um, difference should be attraction marketing and advertising. Is that, is that clear? Yeah, yeah. So, so the yeah, the difference between attraction marketing and advertising is like is massive. The two different, totally different methods, but the similarities in each, like the if you want to go into it, um, the the difference between attraction marketing and um, and paid advertisements is mainly uh, one cost. One, one's more or less free. Uh, one, um, one you are renting space. One you are working yourself in. Um, so attraction, you work yourself in um, into into people's uh, into people's worlds, and then you bring them over to your world. Paid, you pay for uh, you pay to. You pay yourself in into people's worlds, and then you bring them up to your world, and that's where the similarities are. Like the similarities are that both of them, you are taking people away from other people's worlds and bringing them into your world. Right. So the, the only difference is is the, the the method of outreach to other people's worlds. So one is heavy on the work, which is attraction mark marketing. And one's heavy on the paid. Um, now, I believe attraction marketing has more long-term benefit than paid advertisements, and paid advertisements has the ability to scale faster. So there's you you got to weigh up both both ends. Um, if you're on a low budget, then attraction's always going to be the way to go. Um, to get yourself out there, to get you the funds to be able to then scale with paid. Uh, if you've got the budget to begin with and you're not bothered about risking a lot of money um, on testing, optimizing, and automation on the back end, then paid is the way to go to, 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 to scale really fast from the get-go. Um, but I would still prefer to have a combination of both 
so then you've got long-term benefits of attraction marketing and the scalability of paid marketing. Okay, so literally speaking, that means um, attraction marketing is organic, then um, advertising is inorganic. And um, attraction marketing needs you to you know, concentrate on creating content, maybe for your website, maintaining the SEO, using the hashtags, and all those, you know, um, organic marketing strategies. Then inside of inorganic, that's where we talk about, um, you know, the advert, you know, having a budget, right? So I think there's a huge, you know, understanding of getting on here this very afternoon because this entire teaching has been a, a huge, I think, uh, confusion inside of the marketing world because it's saying that advertising is different from marketing. As it's, it's generally said that marketing is having you go into go into the uh, um, have your product directed to people, and advertising is having uh, you know people just randomly see your product, people that need it and people that don't need it. So I I love your definition of this attraction marketing and I've gained clarity on that point and I want to say yeah thanks for that <laughs> because we've been always seeing it the other way around that marketing is different largely different from advertising it, it is, mm -hmm. yeah yeah no so so the just to clarify it a little bit more like right. the way I see it is uh, both of them are both of them are marketing. Um, there's no way, two ways of looking at it. The, the only difference, the only difference between them is one, you are paying your way into other people's way, uh, world, and attraction marketing, you are working yourself into other people's world, worlds. The it, the concepts um, around it are not that much different from each other. Um, it's just speed and scalability. That's that's the difference. Um, and then long-term effects. Right? If you focus on attraction marketing, you're going to have long-term. Uh, uh, you're going to have long-term effects of the things that you put into attraction marketing, yeah. and it's going to play out longer in the long run. Uh, with paid advertisements, you. Flick that off switch, and that's it. It stops. Unless if you've got stuff on the back end that keeps um, keeps your audience that you've gained entertained, but that's it. Your audience doesn't grow from that point on unless if you go back onto attraction marketing. Um, as soon as you hit the stop button on ads, the the, the growth stops. I think um, we've gained absolute clarity on the difference between attraction marketing and advertising. And I would love you to share with us the you know step-by-step -step guide on how to actually leverage this attraction marketing because you mentioned it has a long-term you know benefit. So long-term benefit, every business will love to have a long-term benefit. So what is the step-by-step -step guide on how one can leverage on this um, attraction marketing? So, for you to have beneficial long-term um, long-term benefits from doing attraction marketing, 
the more evergreen content you can create uh, that you put out into the world, the longer that that's going to be relevant to any viewers that come across it. So if you if you solely concentrate on trendy stuff, stuff that comes in fashion and then quickly leave, uh, goes out of fashion, then I would suggest that you don't concentrate on attraction marketing, concentrate on paid advertisements, because as soon as that trend tails off and goes, you can click the stop button on that ad and you're not wasting any space up in the rest of the stuff that you do. So stuff that's trendy and stuff like that, leave for your paid advertisements later on down the line when you have a budget. And if you've got a budget, put your paid advertisements on your trendy stuff. That's going to go out of fashion. And with attraction marketing, you really need to be concentrating on developing evergreen content that is going to be beneficial towards your visitors, your audience, and your um, your fans and your buyers for a long time in the future. Um, so I don't uh, I don't really know what your audience is 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 consistent of. Um, so is it over? Is it other digital marketers? Is it coaches or consultants? Is it is it other people? Is it just generally other people in the digital marketing world? Um, what is your audience consist of? Yeah, the audience is a mix of um, you know cost creators. Is a mix of coaches, um, business owners, and entrepreneurs. Yeah. Okay, so with all them. I would concentrate our, uh, your attraction marketing efforts on creating content that will last for years and years. Um, now, what platform you choose is completely up to you, but as you start out, focus on one platform. If you, or should I say, if you are starting out, focus on one platform and one platform only. Once you develop a system and process in the way you work on that platform, you can start to branch out, out from there. So with me, I started with Facebook. I am more or less a Facebook expert um, in terms of organic marketing on Facebook. And that's where I decided to focus down my effort. Now I have started to branch out into other platforms. Um, but that's only because I'm comfortable with what I do with Facebook. I know what I do with what I do with Facebook works and I know the content on there works and I can start bringing it over into other formats and trying out different things. So it's, it's, I, I, don't really have a step-by-step -step process that will work for everyone on each and different platform that what of what they do. Um, and that is something that I work with one-to-one -one with people. And it's something that I am slowly developing over time uh, 
to work out what works in a step-by-step format. But essentially what what you want to do is you want to go to the places where your audience hangs out um, and pull them into your world. Uh, and to do that, the, the basic framework of it is if it's on Facebook, you go to the if you go to the Facebook groups where your perfect client hangs out. This this is all based around your perfect client. So you need to know who you're targeting towards. You need to know your avatar. Um, the the more you know about your customer, the easier it's going to be to find them. It's as simple as that. So you go to the places where they hang out um, with Facebook groups. You use the Facebook search, you find these groups and you join, and then you be an active community member in that group. You answer people's questions. You don't pitch, never pitch, never post your promotions in other people's groups unless it's on a promo fed when that that's completely different um, because you have permission but uh, and you just you just be part of the community and talk to people offer advice offer value offer offer this and other it's a value game is attraction marketing uh, the more value you give the more you're going to attract people towards you um so uh with instagram it's very much the 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 same what you do on instagram is you fat and you use the search facility on instagram you search up the hashtags that your perfect audience is going to be looking at themselves and you go and you comment on the well, what I like to do on Instagram um, is I like to search the hashtags out. I comment on the five top posts um, of each hashtag that I've chosen. Um, and I add some value to that post through commenting. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't be nasty. I don't, I don't just... I don't just say a great post or out like that. I actually add a little bit of value to to that post, and then I leave it at that. Uh, you just got to be part of a community on social networking to attract people towards you. With SEO, it's it's um, it's a tricky minefield. Uh, it it relies on uh, it relies on the search engine's algorithm. So I'm not really a, a, I'm not really an expert in search engine optimization. It's a very valuable attraction marketing method. And there's a lot of helpful, useful tips and advice out there. Um, but just Bear in mind, if it feels spammy, then it's spammy. Don't do it. Um, and 
And that, that goes with anything on online anyway. If it feels spammy, don't do it because it, it's, it's a tactic that's going to go out of fashion and it's a tactic that's not going to work. If, if you feel good about yourself whilst you are online doing the things that you are doing, then that's how you want to feel. And that's clearly going to bring people towards you if you feel good about what you are doing online. Um, so there is no step-by-step -step framework. It's literally the, the steps are is to go out there, go find out where your customers are hiding online, be part of that community, have things set up correctly um, so then people can easily, when they come to search you, uh, to check you out on your profiles, they can easily find your stuff. And they can go. They can go from there. People naturally naturally gravitate pe towards people that are really helpful and have insights to share. Um, and yeah, people are nosy. So when they see someone that's been helpful towards them, they will generally go and check their profile out. So as long as if your profile is set up in a way that tells people and speaks to people about what you do and how you can help them, then they're going to come into your world. Super cool. So you see, um, I, I totally understand that we didn't have a general step-by-step -step process. And, you know, the nuggets you just shared about going to Instagram, leveraging of the hashtags, going to, um, you know, make sure you're using the power of SEO, search engine optimization, for the website, you know, making sure you're leveraging on the backlinks and the guest posting to make sure that you're engaging and being at the top is, is a great way to activate and, you know, leverage on the um, attraction marketing. And yeah, I want to actually now direct it to you because you have experience in this aspect of building your own uh, business personally and using attraction marketing. I want to know, do you have like a process that you followed to build your own, uh, you know, attract, your own attraction marketing system that worked really great? So a lot of people that will be listening to this podcast will have heard the term funnel hacking. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's a term coined by Russell Bronson, the owner of ClickFunnels. Now, essentially what fun, funnel hacking is, is you take somebody else's funnel that they've created, you model it, you take what works out, and you create your own funnel. You swap out the colors, you swap out the images, you swap out the text for your own text, images, and branding, and so on and so forth. And you take something that's already working and remodel it into your own. Mm -hmm. Now you can guess what I'm going to say, don't you? Okay. I believe you should be able to guess what I'm going to say. <laughs> so it's the same for content. Okay. So okay. when you are creating content, you do something called content hacking. So you take something else, something you go out there, you find pieces of content that's highly valuable, highly 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 engaging 
and what's already working you take that you analyze it you remodel it and you reword it into your words into your into your voice and then you put it out there as a piece of content that's yours you haven't stolen the content because you've reworked it for your audience and your voice you haven't copied because you're not copying and pasting you're just modeling on something that already works 90 percent of the information out there that's online is somebody else's originally like it happens a lot there's not a piece of content online and it's formulated from ideas of ideas of ideas of other people formulated of ideas of other people that I've put together and created into my own business. Your whole business is the exact same thing. You might not think it is, you might think it's original, but it's not. What you've learned over the years has compounded into your knowledge and how you do things. So that's how people can get started on writing extremely good content when they don't even know what they're talking about. They just need to go out there, find the answers that people are searching for, reword the content, rework the content into their own message and their own audience. And this is the brilliant thing about it, right? You can you can find answers from generalized websites and then you can reword it into your niche's audience. Um, so then it, it better suits them and better speaks to them and you can have more impact with your niche than what the general post did um, for, for that particular niche. Right. So that's my framework that I, I actually use. Um, around about 20% of my content is actually original. But yet again, I say it's original it's only original in the format that I haven't actually gone out there, searched for the answer, and then used something that's worked, remodeled it, and reworked it, and wrote it in my, in, in my own words. What I mean by original is that it's my thoughts, but my thoughts are the compound effect of a load of other people's work, loads of other people's knowledge, right? It's still not original, even though it's come from in here. It's still not original. It, it's just... I've actually taken the time to actually write that down 100% fully as if it were me. Um, so yeah, content hacking is, is the biggest advice that I could give to anybody out there. Take something that already is working for somebody else, make it your own. Don't copy, make it your own. <coughs> um, and it could be simply just pulling it out of a different format and bringing it over to a new format. So there's there's the biggest resource out there in the whole world that's great for finding content, and that's called YouTube. If you go to YouTube, you can search up any question, pretty much, and get any answer that you need. <clears throat> so what you can do from them YouTube videos is you can literally take notes and then write a a social media post about your takeaways from a video. You don't even need to say that you've watched it in a video. You just take, take, take the key points out of the video and you write it up in a post. You've just 
converted one format to another format, and that is now your post, and it's out there. It's um, <clears throat> there's endless amount of content out there that you can contact uh, con content hack into your own posts, into your own knowledge, into your own things. Um, <clears throat> so content hacking is my process of creating content at scale so then I never run out of content um, and then 20% of it is my own original hard-earned thoughts and process uh, I follow a, a daily method of operation when I work on social media platforms so then I can so then I can cut cut my time down on these social media platforms and really honing my uh, activities in terms of what I do on these social media platforms so then I don't go down rabbit holes which is very important whenever you work online you need to make sure you don't end up falling down rabbit holes and take up take up your time. What I mean by that is if you go on YouTube to go find content to go content hack, <coughs> YouTube's algorithms and YouTube's website is designed to keep people on the platform. Same yeah. with Facebook. It's designed in a way to keep people on the platform. So what's going to happen when you land on YouTube the first thing you're going to do and the first thing you're going to come across is about 30, 40 videos or thumbnails being displayed in front of you designed to catch your attention to take you off somewhere and get you watching a video. Now, YouTube's very clever in its algorithms these days and it pushes the content that you most likely are about to go watch on the home page. So it knows you. It knows you inside out. And it only takes you to click on one thing. Think, ah, oh, that looks interesting. I'll click on that, and that's it. You sucked it. You sucked into YouTube videos, and you've wasted an hour or two hours out of your life when you were supposed to be going in there to do content research and creating content out of videos. So I do follow a daily method of operations to keep me on track and keep me. Um, and to keep me focused on the things that I need to do. Otherwise, I will spend countless hours messing around of, on, on, on social media and YouTube and the internet in general because it's designed in a way to, to entertain us. That's another thing. Make sure your posts are very entertaining. Um, even if it's educational, add a little bit of entertainment in there, it'll go a long way. Yeah, actually, that reminds me of um, this um, social media strategy. When you're talking about, you know, content, there's what we call the jab-jab punch. The jab-jab punch is entertain people, entertain people, then you can maybe sell to them or give them something really serious that you wanted to, perhaps inside of a post, you know, having your CTA maybe in the middle or at the end, you know, things like that. So it's not just being salesy per se, 
in your entire post every day be like i know they're about to sell something against me and my my i must say you know your your strategy is is huge funnel hacking is is not as simple as you said it because i know i know about funnel hacking is not simple <laughs> well <laughs> I, I simplified it down for the purpose of what I was trying to say, but yes, Absolutely. it's not as simple as that. Uh, you can't just go out there and funnel hack a website and expect to make millions. That's not how the world works. Same as you can't do that with content. You can't go out there and content hack a piece of content and expect it to have 300 likes on web uh, on Facebook. It, there's millions of different things at play. It's not just the content. It's not just the website <coughs> that that affects loads of other different things. But it'll give you the sound basis, the foundations of creating great content. Mm -hmm. And same with funnel hacking. It will give you the great foundations of creating a website that is attractive and appeals to the audience because it's model of something else that works now there's loads of different stuff that goes into play like if you've not got the right eyeballs on your content you can have the best content in the world it's not going to do anything for you if you've not got the right visitors to your website that you've funneled hat a 10 times two comma award winners website then if you haven't got the right visitors it's not going to convert it's the same process. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? So yeah. when you say like funnel hacking, you said it's simple. It's not simple. Content hacking. It's simple. It's not simple. It, it's the same thing. I when Russell Bronston coined the world funnel funnel hacking, he was doing it to simplify it to the masses. Um, it was leaving. It was still leaving out the, the other things of what it takes for a successful funnel to be successful. What it takes for a con piece of content or your content strategy to be successful is more than just content hacking. But it gives a solid foundation for the, when the other pieces fall into place. That your content is going to resonate with with the audience. You know, this whole thing, you know, you mentioned something about keeping yourself engaged each day and not spending hours inside of, um, you know, inside of social media, especially YouTube, because they, they know um, the kind of videos you've watched and they're ready to suggest that kind of video that is better, maybe have higher engageability and, you know, suggest it to you and all you need to do is click a button and you watch another five minutes video. That's why they encourage people to keep it really short so that people will engage with it. And it's, it's something that's absolutely time consuming. I've actually also personally built a routine not to spend hours on social media. If I want to work, maybe do some video editing or I want to do some, you know, content creation or some brainstorming or studying, I actually do turn off my laptops internet I completely turn it off so that I concentrate and not have pop-ups because definitely when the pop-ups come in you'll want to respond to just that one message and that one message leads to another and another and another just thank you for that so I want to actually know what's your daily inspiration inside of this entire thing because this whole huge nugget 
it, it sounds as if it's a simple thing, but it's not. I want to know what has been your daily inspiration to keep going with this um, automatic system of marketing. So, daily inspiration for me is um, I have a, a, a sense of purpose in my life. I have a sense of calling. I, um, it's took me uh, it's took me some time to develop this meaningfulness and this sense of pers- per- purpose in my life but it goes beyond just the fact of that I'm a family man it goes beyond just the fact that I need to earn money or it goes beyond the fact that I need that I have goals and aspirations I <clears throat> if it were just that then I'd probably would just give up at some point I probably would just go ah it's only 20 minutes on YouTube whatever yeah. oh, it, it's only I won't post this content today because I don't need to um, because I will get to my goal in the end or whatever it is or I, I have a deeper sense of purpose in my life and a deeper sense of meaning. And that is because I've developed a mission for myself and for my business. Um, so without that mission, um, then a lot of the things that I do would just stop. Like I wouldn't put myself out there. I wouldn't knock over barriers and barriers and barriers without this sense of meaningfulness and purpose that I have. Um, so I personally, I am on a mission to help 10,000, um, to impact 10,000 lives. So then we can impact millions of lives together. Now that figure is going to grow over time, but I started off with 10,000, 10,000 people that I want to impact and help them to impact other lives in the process, totally millions of lives together. So, and then on top of that, I've distilled it down to one word, and that is legacy. So I want to leave behind a legacy, <clears throat> a legacy of people that I've helped, an army of people that I've helped to help others in the world, which is the whole reason why I chose my niche to be coaches and consultants. Um, and every time a gremlin comes up every time every time a limiting belief comes up every time I open my laptop and I think ah I just can't be bothered doing the the hour of work that I need to do on social media only an hour in a morning it's not much but every time I lift up my laptop and go I don't need to do this right now I could be doing something else I just think of my one word which is legacy which helps me to think of my overall mission which helps me to push through and do the things that I need to do so I recommend everybody everybody maybe not to have a mission but to at least have one word that they can think about when they come to challenges, thought processes, everything. My whole decisions are based off my one word. Right. 
if I have to think of a of a of a decision and take a yes or no answer, all I think about is that word legacy. If it aligns with my word legacy, which encapsulates the rest of my mission and everything else, if it if it got if it aligns with that, then it's a yes. If it doesn't align with that, then it's a no. If I open up my laptop and I go, right, I don't really need to do this today, and then I think. And then I think about my own words, legacy. Is it going to affect my legacy? Well, yeah, it's going to affect my legacy. Right, I need to do it then. Is it not going to affect my legacy so much? No. Then, okay, then I can go do the other thing that I need, that that I might want to do. It's it's all about priority. Um, Placing priorities to... The priorities have been your major source of inspiration. Understanding that you have to leave a legacy, and to leave that legacy, you need to define your priorities. You need to make things happen. You need to have um, an established KPI to make sure that your priorities are well taken care of. And it's a huge one because um, having clear priorities and achieving them each day is. Um, is something that is a challenge and also an inspiration for a lot of people. Is um, you might wake up on a particular day and you feel like doing nothing. You feel like not even going online, not creating any content. You feel like just taking a week off or a month off. But because you're considering the priorities, you need to actually get on there and build. It. You know that's why everybody's determined to build a system, building a system where it still works. Um, even if you're on there or not. And for you to have the vision to train 10,000 people, it's huge. And they're going to touch other millions of lives. And it's going to be a blessing. And it's going to truly be a legacy, I must say. Yeah, it's going to be a real legacy. You know, I know a lot of entrepreneurs are out there listening to this, a lot of people trying to even start up a business or trying to even get into the entrepreneur because during this COVID period, a lot of people have lost their job. A lot of people have, you know, been fired, and it's quite unfortunate. So a lot of people are switching quickly to grab and understand how things work online. And basically, we've um, trained people even in the academy to understand the basics of some digital skills, and they can advance more and more um, in learning the course. So I want to know what's your number one advice for. Um, struggling entrepreneurs. Number one, number one advice um, uh, is to have focus in the way of don't go after shiny object syndrome. Do um, there's a million and one different ways you can on how to do something. If you are actively trying to do them all you're not going to succeed with one. Like, focus is the biggest thing that one can do. Concentrate on focusing your efforts down on one method of attraction, method of, yeah, method of attraction. Whether that be social media, SEO, um, YouTube, podcasts, whatever the attraction method you want to do, focus it down to one. 
Now, if you're going via social media, yet again, focus that down to just one social media platform to begin with. I would recommend Facebook. And it might be because I'm biased, but end of the day, there is 2.7 billion active members on Facebook per month. That is bigger than any continent on the planet. Like, it's huge when you think about it. So if your ideal customer, if your ideal client isn't on Facebook, then they don't exist. Like, everyone is on Facebook. So, and, and there's nothing else there's no other social media platform like it in the fact that you can create a Facebook group, you can create your own community inside of Facebook um, and you can go into other people's Facebook groups, other people's communities of highly targeted people and pull them out and bring them into your world and if you've got a Facebook group, bring them into your Facebook group. Do you need a Facebook group? No, you don't need a Facebook group. You need a profile. That's the main basic thing um, that that you need is a profile. But to do attraction marketing properly, then yes, you probably need a group, a Facebook group of your own. Uh, so focus is my single biggest advice. And my second biggest advice following that is don't give up. I, it, with attraction marketing or paid ads whichever one it is it is going to take time right? if you're lucky with paid ads you might hit it instantly and that's if you're lucky if you're the 1% that gets lucky the rest of the 99% fail at ads the first time they do it They've got to learn it. They've got to optimize it. They've got to spend more money on it. They've got to build the funnels, the systems, the processes on the back end to generate the income on the back end. And it takes time to work all that out. There's a way to shortcut the process, and the way to shortcut the process is to use materials out there that help you with the process one of them is being highly recommend um, well highly practical practical easy to follow coaches and programs that uh, not courses and programs that are easy to follow if you get stuck then that's the problem in the fact that you cannot go any further with that course so it needs to be easy to follow and highly recommend them and gotten and got people uh, and has got people success uh, failing that the next step up from that is coaches um, to help you shortcut the to success and mentors so then you can literally pick the brains of the coach and you cannot make the same mistakes he, that that coach has done previously before so then you can shortcut the, the, the process by that way basically online is trial and error and these shortcuts 
via other people's experiences online and that's 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 it really so don't give up and have ultra laser focused in one thing yeah. like for the first four months that i was doing this i didn't make a dime i didn't make a penny like nothing one of the reasons is i didn't have focus even when i went full-time i still didn't have focus I was concentrating on too many things at once. Um, I had a group that was, uh, I had a Facebook group that was too broad, too general. Uh, it wasn't focused down on one particular niche. Um, and it just wasn't working out for me. Like four months went by before I even made one dollar online. But I could have quit. I could have quit before those four months. And I'd have never seen any money online. And I'd have just thought this is all scam. But that's that's the difference. Focus and not giving up is, is where where it's at. Right. That is definitely where it's at. And another thing is right to to the listeners of this podcast, you can do it. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Like I'm, I'm not kidding there when I say that. If there's some serious people out there that earn a lot of money that are not, they're not crazy intelligent. They're not crazy scientists. They're not, they haven't got degrees and they haven't, some of them have, granted some of them have, but a lot of them out there don't have high massive amounts of intelligence they've just put themselves out there and worked at it until it started giving back until it started rewarding them so focus and focus and not giving up is is my two biggest advice on, on, on that Thanks. You know, focus, not giving up. It's super huge. And uh, I know a lot of people are like, yeah, easy to say, easy to say, focus. I've been focused for years. You know, I know a lot of people. It's might, not. Yeah. Right. Let, let me jump in there. It, it's, <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say it's easy. It's hard. <laughs> Online marketing is hard. And you faced, you faced so many demons you didn't even know you had because you're jumping out of your comfort zone after comfort zone after comfort zone after comfort zone. It's hard. It's not easy. It's gonna get overwhelming. It's gonna get, it's gonna get too much to handle at times. And that's the reason why I bash out the focus and not giving up aspect of it. Because if you give up, you never knew that you were just that one step away from getting to that next level like where you want it to be at before you can then go out again and have to face another demon and and get to the, another level. Um, but you don't know how far you are. Like, 
some people can be so close to the result that they're after and give up at the last minute not knowing that there were just another day another two days another three days from landing whatever goal that they had right and I don't mean go out there and set a ridiculous goal of 10 million pounds in your first year and and you're at five thousand pounds at, at, at day 363 and you're just one step away one day away from making 10 million no that's not what I meant by that what I meant by that is like for me my first goal was one client one client wow. I, okay I had bigger goals and they had my, my goals were rotten down wrote down I um, but my initial my initial goal was one client one client all I thought is if I can get one client I can then duplicate that and get more clients and more clients and more clients and more clients and then the goal is to to keep growing the growing the goal each and every time that I hit the goal right so one client now if I give up I could have been literally the next zoom call away from having that my one client Right. that's how close it, it could have been and it's the same with anything you could be you could be the next visitor away from him being so stoked and telling all his friends about your fantastic offer and you've suddenly got five people into your into your offer from just one person and you don't know that, that if that's going to happen or not going to happen yeah. but if you give up it's never going to happen Wow, never giving up is, is something that I also know about because when I first started out personally, <laughs> it wasn't funny. Sincerely, it wasn't funny. And that's why I keep telling people it goes beyond just the physical and um, understanding, okay, I got to study and learn and try strategies, do funnel hacking. It's beyond that. It goes into, uh, I call it divinity because I'm a believer. So I, I read the Bible a lot. And so you see the, the things in the Bible make it super clear. And for you to be helped, you need to submit yourself to be helped. So if you need help, that's why it's written, come unto me, or you that labor and heavy lot, and I'll give you rest. So if one doesn't go meet coaches, people that have been there, people that have tried it, they will never get the help that they really deserve or even need. So, um, you know, your journey is, is such an inspiration. I mean, your your journey can be even, uh, we can talk about it for, for the entire day, you know, of this podcast. I mean, it's, it's transforming. I'm learning a lot of new things. And I know all the audience listening right now, they're also learning a lot of new things because a journey is your success story. You don't see any huge entrepreneur walk out there and say, yeah, I just got in and I started doing it and it worked. No, they just tell you, hey, I started small and I had this little target. I had that, I had that before you knew it, it all grew. So it's a step-by-step -step journey. And I appreciate that you share you know, your own experience with us. And it's, I know it encourages someone out there. It encourages me too. And um, yeah, going to the last part of this podcast today, I want you to, because you, you're focused on helping about 10,000 people. 
uh, it's a lot of numbers. It's not 100 people, it's not 500, it's not 1,000, but 10,000 people. So I would love you to maybe share with us, um, maybe people that are listening to this podcast that might be interested in being part of those people that will learn from you, that will be part of your coaching. You know, Can you share how they can contact you, how they can reach out to you? I also drop all those um, information inside of the show notes so people can click on the links and you know, join it. So, where you can find me is very simple. It's very simple. Where you can find everything that I do and what I'm going to do in the future would be over on my website, which is michaelellisonline.com. Right. MichaelEllisOnline.com. I'll drop it in the show notes. Just scroll down a little and you see it and you click it and you're in there. So um, I believe there's, um, you know, a link to book a call with you and they'll be glad to do that and learn amazingly from you. So thank you so much, Michael. I must say a big thank you for being on today's podcast. It was quite a long one, but it's really worth it. I must tell you, it's really worth it. And um, Michael has a Facebook group, so he does live sessions um, often. So you can jump in and learn from his live sessions, I was able to personally jump in and I asked questions and he answered, like it's completely unscripted and every answer was worth an amazing, I mean, I had to just go and tell my team, I sincerely tell you this, I had to do, I mean, I had to go tell my team, I was like, really listen guys, there's something I heard today. I shared with them and they were like, really? And yeah, you know, you keep learning. So just humble yourself wherever you are listening to this podcast, humble yourself to learn. The moment you're humble to learn, you see the right people reach out to you and teach you what you, you thought even knew. Just like we learned something bigger and new about advertising and marketing a day. You just have to be open-minded. So I really appreciate, and I want to say a big thank you once again to you, Michael, for being on this podcast. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. I, I just, I generally love this stuff so i could literally <laughs> talk for hours on it oh my um, so yeah it's been a pleasure yeah and um still before we jump off we're going to still sing uh another birthday song for michael <laughs> so anyway the only thing is you might not be able to you know get to eat the cake and the chicken and um, the wine you might not be able to <laughs> But you can just imagine yourself doing that. So happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Michael. Happy birthday to you. Hip, 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 hooray. So I want to say a big thank you. And um, thank you for listening to this podcast, everybody. Goodbye. Discover yourself, grow, and transform your world here at Smiley Talks with your host, Joseph Paul Smile.